0: So leadership, and this is one of my favorite things to talk about, leadership is really knowing and understanding people, but also seeing the furthest into the horizon for the vision of your business and getting the team to understand and and really buy into your brand and culture and then allowing them to shine.
1: I'm just a hairstylist. How am I supposed to be a photographer, a social media manager, a receptionist, a marketing manager, and an entrepreneur as well? Welcome to the secret life of a hairstylist podcast where we shatter the term, I'm just a hairstylist and help inspire you behind the chair. I'm Samantha and I'm a hairstylist, educator, and salon owner, and I wanna help inspire you with tips from how to manage your social media, to how to sell retail, to how to continue a positive mindset making you more money as a stylist. Every week, I will share my own experiences over the last 10 years, plus bring in amazing experts from all over the hair industry to share their secrets on success. So what do you say? Are you ready to challenge yourself, get inspired, and build your dream business behind the chair? Welcome back, everybody. I am... Okay, I know I say this like I'm excited for every episode, but I'm like actually really excited for this episode because I am talking with Nina Tulio, and if you do not know who she is, you need to know. She is a educator, she was a hairstylist, she owns a business, and she has opened many salons, but she's going to talk a little bit more about who she is, but I recently took her, I had the opportunity to take her course on building your salon business as a commissioned salon. So for salon owners to build up their, their commissioned salons. And it was such an amazing course. Like I highly, highly, highly recommend it to anybody. Um, this course, like, I was actually the Instagram winner from her course, which is really funny, but she, I was like, okay, yeah, it'll be like a good course, whatever. We'll take it and and all will be great. And I had recently taken another course uh, for building up your business and this one just like solidified everything. It expanded on the information that we needed and just like even the little things, you know, that you might not have thought about before so I really highly recommend taking her course Um, but so anyways we are sitting down with her and we are talking about leadership because while I was taking her course I was so inspired by the section she had on leadership and I really wanted to sit down and break it down even more with her and just even have the opportunity to ask her the questions that I really had about leadership so I am really excited about this episode. I hope that you guys enjoy it. And, uh, even if you do not own a salon, this is still a really, really great episode to listen in on because it just gives you like an expansion on knowledge about the salon that you work in, you know, like knowing the behind the scenes of what goes on with your boss or with your manager and just kind of like getting the full picture. So Anyways, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, other than that, I just wanted to share with you as well. We will be doing a giveaway with her at the end of this. Um, so she does have an online program. So she is going to be giving that way. We will talk about it at the end. And uh, so, yeah, you have to listen in. To the end. (laughs) But other than that, I just wanted to share with you guys I do have a, I have recently launched my blog, which is, I'm really, really excited about. And so I just recently uploaded a new episode on branding and marketing your salon and just how to set yourself apart and really like dive deep into how to set your yourself as a stylist or your salon apart from others. So make sure to check that out, samanthalacoste.com. I will post it in the show notes and uh, you can check all that out there. So without further ado, we will get started.
0: I, every time I say this, I feel so old, but I've been in the business. It's going to be almost 25 years now. So um, it's been quite a ride. I started out as a hairstylist and then you know, moved up into a manager position and then a district manager position for a salon back home in Pennsylvania in the Lehigh Valley. And was during the time of being their district manager was managing eight salons and had 55 employees and eight direct reports. And I stopped doing hair at that time because obviously my focus was driving around and going into the salons and basically overseeing what was going on. So there were a few years there that I wasn't doing hair. Uh, and then from there, so fortunate enough to have amazing mentors that, uh, I was the district manager for, and then they asked me to go into partnership with them to open up salons in West Palm beach, Florida. And so we moved to Florida and we opened up, I think it was five salons in one year. Wow. And at that point I was with them for about eight years or so. And I just real like, I was homesick and I just realized that I wanted to be back in Pennsylvania don't know why I'm crazy now for thinking that cause it's so cold there and I love the weather in Florida but I needed to do my own thing. So after being with them for eight years uh, and being very well taken care of and learning everything from them. And you know, they're still really, I say they're still my mentors, but Ray has recently passed uh, maybe about six months ago but Robin is um, still my mentor to this day. And just came back home to Pennsylvania and opened up my own salon. So that was called Anthony Ashley. I started that company in 2006 and then I sold it in 2011. Yeah, sold it in, no, I sold it in 2016. I owned it for 11 years. Uh, So yeah, and now I just, I sold my business. I loved owning a salon. It was a commissioned salon, obviously in Pennsylvania. I loved my business. I love my team. I still talk to them often. And uh, it was just time for me to move on and start this new venture, which is what I do now. And have my own consulting agency, really just helping salon owners and hairstylists build their business, build their confidence, and really feel good about the way that they are moving forward in building their business. So that's the short, the short version of 25 years of being <laughs> in the industry. I was a stylist too for about 20 years, so I work behind the chair, and so I understand, you know, all of the things that go with being an owner and also being a hairstylist. Mm-hmm.
1: It's funny you're saying about, um, like living in the cold because it was two days ago, it was minus 45 degrees Celsius here so oh. in Winnipeg. So I'm like, yeah, that's probably nothing where you are.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so sure, yeah, that. that's really cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but so what was one of the, the biggest takeaways or learning curves that you found as a salon owner?
0: Well, there were tons of them. Uh, <laughs> if I were to pick two, you know, I really struggled the first five years of my business. And people ask me all the time, they're like, "Well, if you had mentors, you know, how is it that you really struggled in your business?" And you know, they they ran a completely different business. They were a walk-in salon, and when I opened my salon, it was a commission business, so it was structured very differently. And uh, I made some really bad, for poor financial decisions. So I would say. The things that I learned in the first five years were to make sure that you are financially solid. So there are a lot of salon owners, stylists that want to become salon owners and do it on a shoestring budget. And I really recommend having at least three to six months of expenses put aside for a rainy day. Also in planning for budgeting, you know, when you're opening, uh, you know, if you say, okay, well, I'm going to spend X amount of dollars to open, plan on at least 20 to 30% more. Uh, There was a lot of things that I spent money on that I really didn't account for when I was opening. So financially to be solid, make sure you're pulling profit and loss statements. Make sure that you have an accountant or a CPA that is in your back pocket that is guiding and directing you because I didn't have that. And that was my mistake for not finding the right person. So financially make sure that you're secure. And then on the brand side, which I learned early on too, was I didn't really have a brand or a brand identity or a brand voice. And I started to kind of hire people that maybe didn't fit in, you know, with the culture of the business. And as I started to move along and really turn my business around year five was when I had my moment of of turnaround and was able to grow the business year over year after that uh, was when I created a solid brand. When I had a brand message, when I created a very solid culture and I did not stray from that, you know, core values, you know, my mission statement, the core ethics of the business and creating that brand. I got very, very clear on who I wanted to work next to me every single day and you know, us work together. And those were probably two of the biggest things. So financially and and branding.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's funny you say, well, it's not funny, but (laughs) that you think about the finances because, um, well, when everything shut down, it really showed how much money you had and how much you had set aside. And I had talked to several business owners who had no money set aside Mm -hmm. and you just never know what's going to happen, whether it be a pandemic or, you know, somebody sick or whatever, but that it, it really, really does make a difference having that money set aside. Mm.
0: Um,
1: but going into kind of the the branding and really like owning into your, uh, who you are as a company, your culture and all of that. Um, one mm. of the things that really stuck out to me in your course was talking about leadership and mm-hmm. really like owning in on your leadership and knowing exactly who you are and sharing that with your staff. Um, so what exactly is leadership to you versus being a boss.
0: So leadership, and this is one of my favorite things to talk about leadership is really knowing and understanding people, but also seeing the furthest into the horizon for the vision of your business and getting the team to understand and, and really buy into your brand and culture and then allowing them to shine So it's kind of, you know, there's so many definitions of leadership, but leadership really is being able to coach and lead and guide and nurture and empower and create other leaders. So that's why I'm really big on -on one-on-one coaching sessions, because it's really pulling out um, the best in your team, you know, rooting for them when they can't really root for themselves. But on the flip side of that is accountability. Because people always think that if I give my team the world, which I'm a giver and I love, and I really took care of my team that I did, I made a lot of mistakes in my business, but I really know that I took care of my people. And, the flip side of that into taking care of them and leading them is making sure that you're holding yourself accountable, but also holding them accountable. So that's why in the course, I talk a lot about structure and culture and you know core values and characteristics of who you want to work with and handbooks and job descriptions because those that's the foundation to the business. But then it's the accountability side where if someone falls off the track a little bit, you're not just letting them, oh, well, that's okay. You know They'll come around next time. That's okay. And then you create bigger holes in your business where in terms of being a strong leader, when there is something that goes awry with a team member in your business and they're not following through or maybe showing up like they signed up that and said that they would, it's having those mini coaching sessions and really addressing it right away because if you're not, they're not going to be their best. Leaders coach and teach, and really are able to identify uh, like the core characteristics that are great in their team members and allow them to shine and flourish. Mm -hmm. I talk about leading from the back. Leading from the back is meaning that as a leader, you're not, you don't shine all the time. You're not up front. You're not the shining star. You let the team shine. You lead from the back so you can see what they're doing and you can see what's going on and you can direct and you can tell them, oh, we're going to go left here. Nope, we got to get straight, you know, and, and you lead in terms of uh, not in a dictatorship, which is more so of a boss. So if we're going to compare boss and leader, it would be more so a boss is uh, showing the team how to do things as opposed to a boss would just tell them how to do things. You know, a leader says we and a boss says I, you know, a leader scrubs the toilets just like everybody else in the business. And by the way, cleaning the bathroom was my favorite duty on the list. I was always on my duty list in my salon, even when I wasn't a hairstylist working behind the chair. It's making people feel included it's really caring for them in a way that you protect them but you also have to have a fine line of balance where it doesn't mean they get to do whatever they want and come and go as they please it means that they follow structure because people thrive in a structured environment even though they say they don't but it's the truth they really you know people love structure so leadership is it's it's one of those things that it can be worked on you know, there are a lot of things that you can do and in and, and holding yourself accountable, communication is key with strong leadership, uh, obviously having strong boundaries, but also seeing the furthest into the horizon and allowing your team to make mistakes or discoveries and kind of coaching them and nurturing them to get back on track. That's the long definition, I guess, for what I believe in leadership.
1: I think that's, that's so important though, is just really like setting that structure, defining who you are and, and getting into like that communication with your staff. Mm -hmm. Communication is so, 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 so huge. Um, And I know personally, and I know that there's a lot of other people who out out there who are like me. um, Something I had to really work on was like not being a people pleaser Mm because that was me my whole life. And so I mean and I still struggle with it and I'm still getting better and better as as time goes on um but it's that fear of your staff getting mad at you or like that great fear of them leaving you if you say the one wrong thing mm-hmm. or you know and so can you just touch a little bit on how to overcome those fears as a leader and not let as you're saying like setting boundaries and stuff but just not letting your staff um Allowing them to walk all over you and, and just really being clear and like getting over that fear.
0: (laughs) It's Listen, it's really hard. And I struggled too. the thing with our industry is that we are people pleasers by nature. I like to say we're nurturers by nature. And so when you start to commingle the way that you treat and nurture the clients, now I'm also really big on servant leadership too. So I believe that we don't, we only, we not only serve our guests, but we also serve the stylist as well. But in part with that, there has to be structure and accountability. So if you are a salon owner and you're fearful, and let me tell you, I allowed people to stay way too long in my business too. I made a lot of mistakes when it came to, uh, you know, letting people get away with things in the beginning. You know, I'd say probably in the first five years or so, and even after that, you know, we just we're continuously making discoveries and mistakes. But what I can say is that. If you are a salon owner and you're listening and you are allowing your team to come and go as they please not you know and and you don't have the structure in place start with the structure first because you can't hold people accountable for something that they don't know what the expectations are. So handbooks, job descriptions, training and onboarding is crucial. A lot of salon owners skip this step, but when you bring on a new stylist, receptionist, assistant, You know, you should be really spending at least a full day with them yourself in walking them through the systems and the policies and the procedures and your handbook and your brand and your expectations. So if they don't come in 15 minutes early, you can say, hey, listen, Susie, you know, I just want to talk to you about this. You know, it's really important that you get here on time you know, our, you know, in our handbook, 15 minutes before we did talk about this in onboarding. Um, is there anything that, you, you know, are you having traffic issues or what can we do to kind of help that? Always knowing that you're still coaching, but allowing them to talk and give you answers to and maybe come up with a solution. I think that's the first part is laying the foundation. If you don't have systems start to create them, so then you can hold them accountable. The other side of that is if you are not comfortable, or you're, you find yourself walking on eggshells with a certain hairstylist in your business, they're probably not your people. And it could be a miscommunication of you didn't lay out the boundaries and the brand and what that all entails in terms of culture, and they're not fitting into that, and you're just getting you know letting them get away with it, or they just don't know, you know. But if you did start with boundaries and expectations and handbooks and job descriptions and trained them and went over all of that and you're allowing the behavior to continue, what you allow will continue. And what will happen over time is that the stylists that are showing up on time, that are being true to your brand, that are putting in 150% into your business are going to get so frustrated and eventually leave because you are not handling and taking care of and coaching the stylists that are not. So that is, you know, start with your structure first. And It's small baby steps. You know, you can't go in and totally revamp and restructure your salon in one day because change is hard for everyone. So if you're going to implement new systems and structure, you have to communicate with with the team in uh, team meetings and going through this process with them and including them on why. People want to know why you're doing things. So if you implement a new structure, it's like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. And this is why we're doing it because it's important for X, Y, Z. Clear communication is key in that point.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. I we did in our business um, have a, a, an employee handbook, and it it lists like you know down to what you, what vacation days you get or sure. um, yes yeah. Uh, What's allowed within this law and all these things, and and whether we revise it or not every year, um, just having them sign it and go through and just say like, "Hey, just a reminder, this is it." Yes. And, and and I think that that has helped a lot, especially for people like myself who are people pleasers. Mm-hmm. That just, it it does really make a difference just to be able to go back to that and in and, and talk to them about those things. So um, sure, I love that. <laughs> sure. Um, so. <clears throat> my throat is really dry this morning. Um, <laughs> so what are some things that you could talk about in a staff meeting? So, or I guess it more on one-on-ones is I think the most important meetings to have because you do get that one-on-one time and, um, and, and they're more honest in mm-hmm. those meetings too. I find, you um, right. have a little bit more personal conversations and, and really dive into like what each person needs to, individually work on, um, or improve or whatever it is. And so how, how do you suggest starting a meeting? Um, like what is kind of like the foundation or the structure of what you should talk about in those meetings. And it, it, even if it's a day that you don't really have a lot to talk about, but you still want to check in with them and see how they're doing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So one-on-one coaching sessions, right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 So I'm, live for a one-on-one coaching session. I really believe that I, I built a lot of my business and the relationships with my team. And the reason why they stayed with me so long was because of my one-on-one coaching sessions. And I think what you have to do is get comfortable with doing them. Because if you're not, it can be kind of awkward if you're like, so, Hey, how are things going? You know, and you don't really have a structure. I have a whole structure behind it, obviously, which is what I coach and teach to, but what you can do is start to Lay out all of their numbers. So there should be goals and benchmarks. So we do twofold. We talk about personal and we talk about business and coaching sessions. So we would lay out all of their numbers for the professional side and compare month over month and then quarter over quarter where they're doing very well and celebrate that. And then also their challenged areas and kind of go through um, a plan of action on how they can get better. Maybe it's client retention, maybe it's pre booking, maybe it's retail, but doing it every single month is key. The consistency, the consistency is key here. And I believe in laying them out for the entire year. So if you have a team of four or five, you put them on the books, let's say maybe after your you have your team meeting that week after, and you put them on the books for the entire year. That way everyone knows when they're coming in for a team meeting and everyone knows when they're going to be having their one-on-one session and kind of what to prepare for so that would be the professional side was be, you know to look at their numbers compare see how they're doing always make sure that you have them leave with a plan of action so if it's pre-booking that they're you know having a hard time with it's like okay karen let's look at this let's see what you're doing here maybe we need to write a script for you how can i help you so as a servant leader it's always how can i help you grow how can i help you be better what can i do and then you allow karen to come up with a solution okay, well, I feel like I'm not really strong maybe in my approach. I get a little bit nervous asking someone to pre-book because I'm fearful that they're not going to and they're going to say no. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's write a script together and let's rehearse it a little bit. So when we send you out on the floor in the next couple of days, I'm going to follow up with you to see how things are going. So leave them with a plan of action. Follow up is always key in that month to check in to see how they're doing. On the personal side, really it's how are you? How's everything going here? How's everything going at home? Is there anything that I can help you do better to uh reach your dreams and your goals, whether it's to get out of debt, whether it's to, you know, I had a plan to help my team get out of debt that was very important. Uh is it to let's get a plan together on how you can purchase your first home. You know, do you want to become an educator? Let's plan that out and see how we can get you there in the next year or so. So it's constantly looking between their personal and professional, because I believe they run parallel and really working them in conjunction. So every time you have a coaching session, it's not like, here are your numbers. This is where you're at. You're not doing great on this, but you're doing good. Like it has to be personal. Really the, the, the key, um, the reason why we have coaching sessions is to build trust and loyalty between you and them. You know, it's not just about them like showing, showing to you and proving you. It's you proving yourself too as a leader and that you follow through and that you're gonna say and you're gonna do what you said that you're gonna do and you're gonna back them and you're gonna be loyal, but you're also gonna hold them accountable when they fall off the wagon. So that would be most important for coaching sessions. I
1: love that. That's awesome. Yeah, because there's I mean there are so many things to talk about but I love bringing in like the personal aspect of it too cuz I that's such an important part of it and just knowing that like if they're not doing well at home then they're not going to do well at at work. Sure. And so really just making sure that those coincide without stepping over the boundaries too cuz I know stuff sure. can happen too but yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, such an important part. Um so being a leader can be a huge responsibility and it can be (laughs) overwhelming at times, both mentally and physically. Um, And I know that even like myself, that sometimes you're just tired. Like it's, it's, it's a lot um, having to, having to lead everybody and especially the one-on-one days can be really tiring (laughs) going back to that hour after hour. Um, But what advice do you have for leaders to hold themselves accountable, um, or to kind of boost their own motivation, um, to kind of get back into the salon and, and, and be that exceptional leader that you want to be.
0: This is a great question. You have to take care of yourself first. It's really hard for, for us because we want to take care of other people. That's why we got into this business, but as strong as a strong leader, you have to understand that you have to carve out time to check out. I'm not really good at this, so I'm I'm a work in progress just like everybody else, but it's important to make sure that you carve out time where you unplug and that you also surround yourself with other leaders that you can vent to and that you can talk to and share things with because no one will ever understand what you're going through unless they are another either business owner or especially a salon owner. So I think... With that being said, find a group, maybe a mastermind or someone that you can share your ideas and maybe just vent and decompress. Maybe it's that you start meditating and checking out and and caring for yourself 20 minutes a day. And I'm, listen, I'm not a big, it's tough. Meditation is tough. I get it because our minds are constantly going, but... There is an app that I've been doing now for the past couple of years that really helped me get through some really, really tough times after I sold my business. And it's called Simple Habit. And it's guided meditation. And you can start five minutes a night or five minutes a morning, whatever you feel best, you know, doing. But carving out that time just for yourself, because if you, I know this is, you know, a statement that everybody says, but it's so true. If you're not good for yourself, you're never going to be good for anyone else. So if you're constantly running on E!, and you're not decompressing, and you're not spending time with family, and you're not doing things that fill you, you're not going to be able to show up as 150% for, you know, your clients and also for your team. So it's creating the habits, you know, the patterns and the habits of really checking out. And maybe you unplug on Sundays, and you don't do anything work related, you know, just to give you that time to refuel. I know it's really, really hard, but you will become incredibly burned out and tired and even more exhausted mentally, than you can take. And then, then we just start to break down, you know, which I've been there several times in my business. And even in this business, you know, I've had many breakdowns, just make sure that you're constantly taking care of yourself and you're surrounding yourself with people who understand what you're going through. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that's, it's just so important to take care of ourselves. I mean, I could keep on talking and, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but I kind of feel like this is just so much information that I really wanted to really sit and digest with people. Um, so, where can people find you and learn more about your courses? And maybe tell us a little bit about the courses that you offer um, and what's coming up new and exciting for you in 2021?
0: <laughs> sure. So, yes. Yeah, so, I live on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. I literally spend so much time there. Uh, My Instagram is just my name. So, at Nina Tulio. And there's a lot of information on my Instagram that you can get if you need to be inspired or feel like you need just a little boost or maybe you're looking for a system or something as a salon owner. There's just a lot of information on there. And then of course, from there, you can hop on my website at ninatulio.com. And I have a lot of free guides and downloads and things like that, that you can kind of dive into in terms of my courses. I have synergy, which is the course just for commission salon owners. And that course will open only three times this year. We're actually in process right now. So we're doing our first one for the year and we're already in week 3 and it's going very well. And that is a full structured 8-week course for the commission salon owner who is looking for the four pillars of creating a successful business. So we go into systems and processes, we go into team and culture, we go into finance, so pricing and budgeting, and then of course leadership. So that will open up three times a year. And then I have my make that money course, which is for my sweet owners, renters. And that will open up four times this year, which we're already in process week two going very well. And that is literally a five week banger of a course for suite owners and renters who want to get their budget in line, get their pricing in line, set boundaries, set their dream revenue, and also understand the foundation, which is the relationship with money. So that's, um, It's. I love that course. And these, I'm telling you, these sweet owners, renters, they come in and they are just like ready to go. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my owners. You know, they're so ready to learn and really just invest. You know, you really have to invest a good two, three hours a week, you know, to do this course. And I'm so proud of my owners for really just showing up. It's really hard to take a step away from your business, you know? So those are the two things that I have going on right now. And I have my membership program too. So if you're looking for something budget-friendly and you need a resource, you can hop into my, um, my membership program as well, and check out over 200 videos on different topics.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do highly recommend people take your courses. Um, even if you're not like, I I found that even if you're not even bought into it, Mm -hmm. the moment you start taking your, yeah, I'm bought into it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think it just brought up a lot of because, um, I mean, the first ones are about leadership and and um, like, I don't know, now, now I'm like drawing a blank on what, what everything yeah, is. No, about.
0: it is. It's leadership.
1: Um, yeah, it's leadership and like your brand and your culture and mm-hmm. all that. And yeah. um, I think what was really important about it, because I do have a business partner that we sat down and took it together and just mm-hmm. going back and forth and like breaking everything down. And we had some conversations that we never really had before right and so it was like even just something as simple as he had said to me you know sometimes I feel like I don't do enough work and I I feel like you're feeling I I feel guilty that I don't do enough work and I turned to him I was like I feel the exact same way (laughs) (laughs) like, I go through those exact same motions of like, am I doing enough today? Like, mm-hmm. does he think that I'm like slacking? I don't know. So it's just those simple little conversations yeah. that we need to have. And so we actually have planned out because I know that we kind of, we don't work on the same schedule, but, um, we work, uh, we work opposite and we run into each other at yeah. the halfway mark. And so we've actually set up our meetings for ourselves to have a one-on-one with each other.
0: I love that. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Yes. And, I and love not that every
1: month, but every week just to say, Hey, what, how's it going? Like what's happening? What do we need to work on or whatever it is. And and we realized that over the last couple of years that we have, as our salon gets busier, the less time we spend together. And mm. so at the beginning it was great. We had lots of time together, but we don't have that time as much anymore. And we were starting to like miscommunicate on things. And so Yeah. So it's just like those little things that make such a difference and, and, and really that you break down in your courses. So.
0: Thank you. I'm so glad that you're enjoying it and you're right. And you're not the first person who said, Hey, this is bringing up conversation and thoughts for me that I've been putting off or I didn't want to have, or I was kind of running away from. And that's really what it does. I mean, even if you, you know, you're not going to take everything from the course. There's so much information you have to pick and choose what you feel works best for your brand. But even if you get three things, Mm-hmm. From the course, it just it pays for itself, I mean, really, because I priced it where it was very affordable because I want to be able to just help as many people as I can, and you know, I think that the first step is really saying, "You know what, I need help, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I need someone to open up my eyes, and it's okay because everyone needs a little assistance. You know, I have someone that I work with that opens my eyes to things that I maybe am not doing in my business too, and I think it's really important to always have those mentors and people that we can kind of look up to, to say, Hey, let's check where we are right now and see what we can do better. You know? Mm-hmm. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on here. Um, and yeah, I definitely want to have more conversations, but <laughs> thank you so much to everybody for listening to this episode. I Really hope that you got some really great golden nuggets out of this episode. Um, so I just wanted to share that Nina will be giving away, because I did promise there is a giveaway at the end of this episode, and she is going to be giving away two free months to her online membership program. So it has over 200 educational videos for salon owners, including branding, marketing, business models, finance, financials, systems, growth strategies, And so much more. So it is a value of over $90. So please check that out. Uh, All you have to do in order to win it is take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your instagram and make sure to tag us in it so make sure to tag myself at secret life of a underscore hairstylist um, so that i can make sure that you have entered but all you have to do is screenshot the episode and share it and i will enter you into the draw so we will be Doing the draw two weeks from now. So today is March 2nd. So we will be drawing it on March 13th. So at the end of the day, I will draw for that episode and I will let you know. And it's 2021 if somebody's listening to this like two years from now. (laughs) So make sure to uh, check that out. But again, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, make sure to give us a review, and I will see you on the next episode.